Welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast. By Penn State fans, for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Nittany Blues Podcast. Penn State just survived an overtime thriller with the Northwestern Wildcats. Penn State came out on top 67-65 to to stay alive and move on to the semifinals of the Big Ten Tournament. So, Vince, has uh, has your heart rate gone down from this game yet? Uh, currently, my, my heart rate's around 50 beats per minute, so I have calmed down. Uh, but emotionally, I, I'm still up there. Uh, it was almost a deja vu. Uh, if Seth Lundy would have hit that last free throw... Um, you would have had a you know, 68, 65, kind of the, the same outcome uh, as the regular season. And, you know, that was a really big win as they played in Chicago, which is only about 22 miles from Evanston. So big win for the Nittany Lions. And they're showing that they should not be the last four teams in. They should be playing uh, with the bye in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, they're balling out. A uh, really fun game to watch overall. A um, lot of mistakes and areas to improve, which we're going to get into. But, uh, you know, it's March. Survive in advance. That's all that matters. That's right. Yeah. Just uh, grit out the win, move on to the next game and worry about it from there. But, yeah, I mean, this was just a this was a bare knuckle boxing match of a of a basketball game. I mean, talk about like all things that could go wrong at different times. I mean, you've got turnovers, you've got a, a bunch of missed free throws, you've got a somewhat hostile crowd, you know, with it being mostly Northwestern fans in there, given the proximity to Northwestern's campus and stuff like that. Um, you've got uh, wild jumpers made in key moments by Penn State guys. Like, this game had it all. But, yeah. you know, Same it's... Same for Northwestern, uh, too. Uh, Boo Boo, he hitting some big shots and, and yeah. company. And, you know, it was just back and forth. Uh, you know, we got a seven-point lead, then we were kind of blowing it. And um, when it came down to, you know, the end of the game, it uh, we did enough, just enough uh, to stay in it. That's right. I thought for sure that that final shot was going to go in, man. When that went up in the air, I was like, oh, dear God. Yeah, uh, I was really worried. Uh, you know, it was uh, Andrew Funk. You got to give a shout out to him. Uh, just, his, you know, veteran awareness. Uh, you know, he saw Lundy. I think it was Lundy was in trouble and he goes to call the timeout. And, you know, the commentators were saying, oh, the referee shouldn't have a, a word of that timeout. But, you know, Funk was the guy calling the timeout and where the official was standing uh, he was, you know, fa- uh, behind Lundy, you know, towards his back. So we couldn't see that the other player had, you know, clearly grabbed the ball and, you know, for a jump ball. So really heads up play by Andrew Funk. And then, you know, off of the turnover, you know, for him to just tug the jersey, knowing that they're up by three and all they need to do is is rebound. Uh, really heads up play by him, but it, it almost up uh, ended up not mattering because, you know, Bowie knocked down the first one and Northwestern. Like they were earlier in the game, uh, you know, getting rebounds and good opportunities. And and uh, wow, we just really got lucky. They just missed. Uh, you know, same thing happened in, in regulation, too. They they put up a half court shot. And man, like uh, my heart rate was definitely not 50 when I was watching that game. Uh, you know, adrenaline was going and I thought it'd be low scoring. Uh, and, you know, it was a grinded out game. Northwestern is a really tough hard-nosed defensive squad uh, led by chase adish and 
you know, just really happy to see Penn State win. Uh, reasons why I thought they could win, number one, uh, I just think Penn State's a better team. I think Northwestern Northwestern doesn't necessarily match up with them, and I think they're a little overrated. Um, number two, they were lights out um, when they were shooting from three in the, the home matchup. So, you know, you had, uh, you know, uh, Barnsteiner uh, knocking down all those threes, like five threes from the, the right wing. You knew Penn State wasn't going to let him do that again, and I didn't think they'd shoot, you know, in the 40s. So they they uh, were well below that. They only shot, uh, you know, 25% from three. I didn't think it was going to be that low. But, you know, credit to Penn State's defense. And then I didn't think that uh, Penn State was going to have 14 turnovers again. Uh, yet they did. So um, that made, that kept things interesting. Uh, Northwestern had 18 points off of turnovers. And they made an, just about the same amount of free throws as Penn State with eight attempts. So, you know, Penn State, uh, if it weren't for, uh, you know, Andrew Funk going six of six from the free throw line, you know, you're looking at 12 for 23 Yikes. Just above fifty percent, uh, like abysmal numbers from the free throw line. But you know, at the end of the day, um, you know Penn State has been in these really close games the past three weeks after the, but they've won seven of eight. So um, those are some good numbers right there, and they're winning when it matters most. Um, you know, some of that's them making clutch shots, like Seth Lundy making some incredible shots that I didn't think he had a snowball's chance in hell to make. But you know, just yeah. So showed he had ice in his veins and you know he played a great game tonight. I was really impressed. I know we've talked about um how I or at least I've talked about how I think he needs to drive more and you know not force the three. And this game was the perfect example of how he did that. Uh he took the threes when they were there, or you know, if there was like five seconds left in the shot clock and he didn't have a choice. And you know, that's why Penn State won this game. He he was really efficient tonight. He started. He was playing like he was in January, uh, really aggressive, getting lots of, lots of rebounds, and you know, again, locking down Chase Adish. Held him to uh, four points, I believe. Let me double double check that. Oh, six. We end with the overtime at three fourteen from the field. Boo Booey was only six of seventeen for sixteen points. So overall, uh, really solid defensive performance tonight. The 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 main area where Penn State really blew this game was was the free throw line. You had. Uh, Northwestern 17 of 21, Penn State, um, you know, 18 of 29, not great numbers. Uh, but you know what? They won the game and uh, we get to play on Saturday. So you can't complain too much about that. We're, we're one win away from playing for a Big Ten championship. Yeah, which is just wild. I mean, just uh, just another day in the office for Penn State basketball, winning a heart stopping game. But, you know, you mentioned um, a lot about Seth Lundy. And I mean, he was the guy down the stretch that was really I, I felt like keeping Penn State afloat in the game. And he ultimately hit that tough contested jumper to tie the game, which um, ultimately sent Penn State into overtime. So he was just an absolute warrior for them. And another guy that I thought really kind of had a nice game was Kanye Clary. I mean, he just really showed some of that speed, man. He was uh, driving to the basketball with, uh, I mean, faster than I think um, Northwestern seen a guy uh, drive um, in a while. He was, uh, he, he had a pretty nice night with uh, 11 points. So I want to shout him out as well. I mean, he and he and Keba Jai kind of had some flashes that really make you excited. I mean, even though this season is is still rolling, like Penn State still has a pretty bright future. Yeah, I was really impressed with Kanye Clary's performance tonight. And if you actually look at you know the plus minus numbers, um, there was not a player 
with a better plus minus than Kanye Clary tonight. Um, you know, there were some players that had one or two. Uh, Kanye Clary's plus minus number was nine. So Penn State was plus nine when he was on the court. So he definitely provided that, you know, ex- explosive driving that they needed and just that, you know, that quick twitch and raw speed, you know, to get to the bucket that just Northwestern didn't seem prepared for. They seemed like they were locked in and everyone else. But, uh, you know, Conley Clary, uh, you know, didn't play like a freshman tonight. Five and ten from the field, uh, no turnovers. So, you know, a steal on defense, big time performance from the freshman, two assists, a rebound. So 19 minutes, got to be happy uh, with that. And as we're heading into, uh, you know, Saturday, you're going to have some tired legs. Uh, I don't know about you, but I thought Jalen Pickett kind of looked tired tonight. He only uh, had 38 minutes, you know, out of the 45. So Coach Shrews is definitely trying to get him some rest, um, you know, as uh, other players were rotating in. Uh, what were your thoughts on how Pickett looked? Because I thought he looked a little tired and had some uncharacteristic turnovers, five turnovers in the game. <clears throat> he definitely did turn it on towards the end when we needed to, him to the most. So, he really closed out again, but I thought he looked a, you know, a little tired and saw some uncharacteristic uh, turnovers. What what do you think of uh, Jalen's performance tonight? Yeah, I think that, you know, he he's played a lot of basketball. Like, let's just make that abundantly clear. Like, uh, you know, Penn State's really relied on him a lot uh, throughout this stretch where, you know, they've won. What is it like seven of eight? But he, uh, you know, he. I, I would agree with you. I thought it was kind of an uncharacteristic night uh, when you compare it against some of his best games. And you can even take out some of the like absolute miraculous outliers like his 40 uh, plus game against Illinois. And even then, this would still kind of be <clears throat> like a subpar game by his standards. But, you know, I think that, uh, um, you know, I think that this was not even though this wasn't his best game um Penn State just continues to kind of lift up the team around him um and that's like when you have guys like Seth Lundy um really kind of shouldering some of that weight so it's not all uh Jalen Pickett and his booty ball style as um, (laughs) as Brad Underwood of Illinois likes to call it which uh that's just become an instant meme but regardless you know I think that he's uh he's just a guy who's like had to do so much for Penn State lately so I really wouldn't blame the guy if he was uh feeling a little fatigued yeah but hey uh the good news is whoever the winner is from Maryland Indiana we're gonna get about an extra you know two and a half hours of rest so you know, that's a positive to uh, to look for. They get to get if they want, they get to get to bed earlier and get a couple extra minutes of rest because it's it's an early morning game uh, tomorrow. It's going to be about a, approximately a three thirty tip off. So, you know, I think it'll be good that they can get to bed early and, you know, be prime time for three uh, thirty tomorrow. So anything else you want to cover about this? Really? I mean, just dramatic game. Uh, or do you want to hand out some player awards? Uh, one thing I I do want to say is how scared were you when when Cam Winter fouled out? I was terrified. <laughs> you terrified. know, I was like, oh no, he's going to make the game winning shot now. Like our our clutch guys fouled out, and <laughs> I didn't even realize he was in foul trouble uh, watching the game. Um, yeah, because you know you saw Kepa had four, and and like Northwestern's guys. I think we did a nice job getting uh, Bowie and Adesian a little bit of foul trouble, and you know why why they didn't go to the bench. Um, you know when you had are playing with those fouls. You have to be more cognizant and how aggressive you're playing and you have to back off just a little bit. And that makes it easier to score when the other team is not quite as aggressive. So, you know, definitely a, you know, good job on Penn state's part for, you know, drawing those fouls and, 
you know, getting to the free throw line. They had an extra eight attempts tonight. And when you're not a great free throw shooting team, um, it's those uh, extra numbers do help. So it was good that they had those extras. And, you know, it was definitely a big time uh, difference maker tonight. Uh, all I have to say is uh, we are very fortunate that we did ha- not have the the same officiating crew that we did for the Illinois game. Cause otherwise oh God, the outcome yeah. would have been very different. Uh, you know, the officials did a, a really good job for the most part. I, I th- thought they kept it, uh, you know, pretty even both ways. And I, I was impressed with how well they did. So kudos to them. Funk just fell short of uh 103. So my communion prediction just was a little bit short. He ha- now has made 99 three pointers throughout the course <laughs> of the season. So yeah. Uh, his next shot will be 103s on the season. So if he gets one uh, tomorrow, you know, that's a great accomplishment uh, as we, you know, head into March Madness. And this win just signifies that Penn State will be in the, the tournament for sure and that they will you know, not be playing those Tuesday, Wednesday games in, in the first four. So that would be nice that they don't have to do the extra game. Uh, yeah. So before we break down Maryland and Indiana and who you think is going to win, uh, who is your player of the game? So my player of the game, the bird brawler, I'm giving it to Seth Lundy just for all of those contested shots that he made um, really just kind of came up for Penn State uh, when they needed somebody to make a shot. And, uh, you know, he, he did it the hard way, <laughs> you know, not only making um, those ones down the stretch, but also making just tough ones in general, like that one three that he hit, it felt like a mile away. Like the guy was uh, he was he was just on for Penn State and. Um, you know, when Jalen Pickett isn't like putting up like 25 and 10 or, you know, whatever normal ridiculous stat line he's putting up, like Penn State needs guys like Seth Lundy to step up. So he gets the award today. Yeah, and I, I think he earned it. Uh, you know, Northwestern is one of the best defensive teams in the, in the Big Ten. I think they're right up there with uh, Rutgers. Rutgers, like, uh, I don't know if you saw their game against Michigan, you know, earlier in the tournament, but they held them to like one field goal made within like, 18 or 19 minutes in the second half, like just kind of what they did to us. Uh, you know, the, the other night they held us to one field goal within 13 minutes. So they're, they're a really impressive, uh, defensive team, uh, you know, along with, uh, Northwestern. So I'd say they're probably the best two. Purdue's definitely up there, but the good news is for Penn state, they are not going to be playing, you know, as tough of a defensive team, uh, cause Maryland and, and Indiana, they're not quite as good as the, the Wildcats, the Wildcats, are really well coached on defense. So, you know, I'm hoping uh, to see some higher scoring games coming up. Uh, You know, if it's against Indiana, you know, I think fatigue could start to become an issue. But Maryland, uh, you know, the good news is for Maryland, uh, they're playing the same amount of games as us since they did not get the double bye. So I I think that will uh, be a bit more of an even matchup. But they're in a dogfight right now with uh, Indiana. They were up two at halftime and, Indiana, interestingly, only shot uh, three three-pointers, so they're one of three. Uh, Maryland was six of 11, which is well above their average. We'll see if they can keep that up. And uh, really, really fun game to watch. So, we'll, uh, unfortunately, we can't record that late uh, to get you the, the opponent, but uh, we'll, we'll do a, a quick preview of both. Who's your player of the game? Uh, my player of the game, just because I'm a, I'm a free-throw guy, has to be Andrew Funk. Uh he was only three of nine from the field, but uh, I really liked what I saw from him tonight. He had seven rebounds, which for him, that's not a big part of his game rebounding. So the fact that he was going up there, grabbing boards, um, limited, limiting uh, Northwestern to you know, not as many second chance opportunities, as well as 
you know, not only being a three-point shooter, he was really being aggressive to the paint tonight, had a nice and one. When he got fouled behind the arc, he knocked down all, all three free throws. So uh, six of six, and that was really important in this game. He had 14 points, so he's going to earn that award for me. And then I'm going to give the Mahoney Mahler to Kanye Clary. Um, you know, talk about, you know, a guy stepping up. That was Kanye Clary tonight, freshman. Uh, you expect a freshman to not shine um, under under the lights on this big of a stage, but he did that tonight uh, like we talked about. So those are the players of the game. And honorable mention has to be Jalen Pickett. Uh, you know, 15 points, nine rebounds, four of nine shooting. If you if you if if any player did that in the Big Ten, you'd be like, wow, they had a really good night. But for Jalen Pickett, that's just uh just below his average. So uh, you know, really impressive performance like usual from uh, Mr. All-American Jalen Beckett. So let's move on to Indiana and Maryland. So obviously, like you said, these two teams are currently playing each other. So hard to uh, kind of pin down like a who matches up with who um, sort of breakdown here. But I guess if uh, just a general question, if you had to pick one or the other, who would you like Penn State to play in the Big Ten semifinals? You know, uh, I do think I'd rather see... Maryland, but I do think you can make a case for Indiana. Uh, like right now, Maryland has dropped 41 points already. They're only 25 minutes into the game. And, you know, from three um, right now, Maryland's shooting 50%. And our first matchup uh, against Indiana, they were definitely a very different team. But in the BJC, we shot 58% from three. And, um, you know, if Indiana is not going to stop Maryland from doing that, I, I don't know what's going to, you know, magically flip a switch and have them do that to us. Uh, one thing that does make me nervous though, is that Indiana is a pretty good three point shooting team. They shoot 37% from the field. And when they were in the BJC, they were only uh, 25% from the field. Um, if my memory serves me correctly. So they had a really off night, um, even from the free throw line They're they're, uh, you know, 75% shooting team from the free throw line. And they only shot 56%. So, you know, definitely an uncharacteristic night for Indiana. They also didn't have Race Thompson, who is a, a big time rebounder for them, senior, uh, high energy guy, good defensive player. So um, they didn't have their full squad. But when I was watching them play in the first half, they their ball movement is absolutely incredible. They dominated the paint. They were just moving the ball really, really well. And, you know, it seemed that every guy on that team was locked in, um, you know, they're in sync and moving to open areas of the court and, and creating easy baskets. So I was really impressed um, with that. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is a really great player in the post. If he gets the ball in the paint, it's game over. You just know he's going to score. He's going to, you know, do an up and under or, you know, a nice little jump hook. He's, he's a really impressive offensive skilled player. Uh, he can pass the ball well too. great rebounder, great athlete defensively. Um, so he's tough. And then you got uh, a true freshman, Jalen Hood Shafino. Um, there's guys talking about him going to the NBA already. He's really good at creating his own shot and, you know, especially the mid range game. He is really good. Uh, you know, kind of like Boo Booey, you know, he can do a lot on his own. So, you know, he's really good. Uh, th- those are the main two guys that if you can stop them or at least contain them pretty well and, and your offense is going. Uh, you can compete with with the Hoosiers. And, you know, I think it's going to be a lot harder. I don't think Penn State has the capability to win by 20 like they did in the BJC. And, 
and Indiana has a big crowd. Uh, so those are reasons uh, why I'd, I'd rather see Maryland just because of uh, the rest and also the, the big Indiana fan base in there. Uh, how about you? Who, who would you prefer to see? I think overall, I'd still probably take Maryland just because of Maryland's uh, relatively lower level performance outside of College Park. Um, you know, I think that Penn State had, you know, has some like the fact that they had some recent success against them really is uh, going to be important, you know, even though it was in the like very dramatic fashion. Um, I still think that this environment uh, still serves Penn State pretty well um, against Maryland. So, you know, I think that I'm I'm. I think we're really splitting hairs, you know, regardless of these two teams, because, uh, you know, like you just really laid it out there, there's uh, there's things going for both teams that would um, help them achieve success against Penn State. So, you know, I think it's uh, it's almost a coin flip in a way. But I think uh, just given some of the things that you did mention, um, especially the fact that Indiana has a pretty big fan base there, I think I'd rather have uh, Penn State play in front of a crowd that isn't going to be like 80 to 85 percent in favor of their opponent. So I'll take Maryland. Yeah, that, that would be nice because we just had two two nights. We had Illinois, we had Northwestern, you know, Indiana had a ton, tons of fans there. Like when I was watching the Maryland, you know, whenever something went uh, against Maryland, you heard cheers. And when, whenever once something went against Indiana, you heard booze. So uh, you know, the Hoosiers have a really big fan base out there. So that is the team that I don't want to see. They're also really good at rebounding. They're beating Maryland by five in the rebound battle right now. They're actually tied 43-43. So. Um, I have a feeling that this game's going to come down to the wire. Um, you know, if it goes into like six overtimes, that would be great because that would be more rest yeah. for Penn State, and the other team would uh, be a lot more fatigued and get a lot less rest between, uh, you know, tip off. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And uh, you know, Maryland's a really solid team too. Uh, they're not quite the three point shooting team uh, that Indiana is, uh, although Indiana isn't quite quite as uh, high a volume. Uh, Maryland shoots 32% on the season. However, both times they've played us, um, they've been more in that 38% range. So they've shot really well against us both times they've played. Um, however, just playing them twice, I feel like Coach Ruse and, and the team is is going to be more prepared. And you know, I think they're go- not going to let um, a first half like they had um, on their senior night happen again. So I, I think that's why I'd roll with Maryland. But again, Indiana... They're letting Maryland shoot 50% from three. And, you know, if they do that to us and stop us from shooting the three-pointer, Jalen Pickett's just going to take over in the paint. And then if they try to double pick, we're going to have guys knocking down threes. So um, really, really tough to say, you know, which one is better for Penn State. You know, Indiana's the number 15 team in the country. Maryland's 21. Indiana's going to be more well-rested. So, you know, there's definitely pros and cons of a, both teams. But uh, anyway, what is your communion prediction for the matchup, whether it be Maryland or Indiana? So I'm just going to keep rolling uh, with my communion prediction because I've done the same one two times in a row. And even though it's been nail biting, Penn State has come out on top. So I'm just going to keep the same vibes, the same energy. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Jalen Pickett triple double. Um, I don't care what the what the scoring number is. It's going to be a triple double. I'm, I'm just locking it in. I'm I'm riding this train until the wheels fall off. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think he, based off how he looked tonight, I, th- I think he's starting to hit the wall a little bit. I feel like he's trending a little more down than up. So I've, I've given up on the Jalen Pickett triple double. I, I'd love to be proven <laughs> wrong. Uh, right. But I think I'm going to go with uh, Seth Lundy. I, I like how he played tonight. And I'm going to say 
he has a double double of at least 20 points and at least 10 rebounds. I really like how aggressive he's being uh, in the paint. I like that he's being aggressive, grabbing rebounds, and I like that he's um, being very efficient and smart with his shot selection. So I expect another game like that for him, and uh, he'll have a big day, whether it is Maryland or Indiana. Andrew, final score, what do you got for us tonight? Well, I think the trend is going to continue. I think this is going to be a close game. I think we're going to have our hearts beating uh, plenty fast during it, uh, just like we have been the past two nights. Um, I'm not going to bet against Penn State just because I'm not going to put those bad vibes out there. But this is going to be another nail biter. I'm going to say 71-70 Penn State. All right. I like it. Uh, One thing I will say is that I think you can just about guarantee that it's going to be a a close game, at least for the the vast majority of it. Uh, However, I, I do think just with, the free throw shooting um, and the turnovers and, you know, the team looking tired. I, I, I think they just might fall short and it's going to be kind of like that 2018 team where you're like, Oh, they're going to win the big tournament. And then they just fall a little bit short, but I think that will give them really good momentum heading into March madness. So I'll say, you know, for, for the other squad, I'll, I'll say it's going to be, let's see, we'll go 70, 77 to 76. I think it'll be a a close loss and a heartbreaker. And I think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, the bad free throw shooting is just going to catch up with us. Gotcha. Well, you know, either way, I think we can take all the solace in knowing that any shred of doubt for Penn State's candidacy for the NCAA tournament is effectively gone. If the win against Illinois was, uh, you know, the lid being put on, um, and uh, the Nittany Lions being kept out, this game was the nail that put, or this was the nail put into the coffin. Like Penn State is going to be dancing in March. Uh, we're going to have a pod to celebrate that for sure. But, uh, you know, either way, this has just been a fun ride to be on. And, and we'll have video of uh, me eating a Shrewsburger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, oh man. And just to think, Vince, uh, we're, we're two wins away from that burger having some extra peanut butter on it. We are two wins away. That would be too good to be true because I don't even know. Has Penn State ever won the the Big Ten tournament in basketball? I don't think they have. I don't. Yeah, I don't I think, think the, they have. So I think the farthest they've actually made it is the semifinal. I don't think they've yeah. made it past the semifinal. I think. Well, but, actually, I think they made it to the finals in 2011. I, I could be wrong, but um, okay. yeah, but either way, dude, if they win the Big Ten tournament this year, I'm going to officially say that the Nittany Blues podcast is like a Penn State lucky charm because uh, Penn State would have then not only gone to the NCAA tournament and won the Rose Bowl in the same year, but they also would win the Big Ten tournament for the first time ever. Like, you, you can't script that sort of thing. Yeah, this is a special show. So if you are, uh, you know, listening Spread the word to your friends. Get other people involved. Uh, you know, if, uh, if you want to support the show, you can do that by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review so that other Nittany Lion fans like you can find us. Interested in new episodes? You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you all for listening, and we want to remind you that we are the Nittany Blues Podcast. See you next time.